Welcome to Talking Business. In this series of podcasts, I hope to give you some ideas based on over 40 years working for various organizations in industry. In series one of Talking Business, we're going to look at your big project, avoiding the mistakes of others. This is the project that is going to change the face of your organization. In this episode, we talk about your team. You have a number of considerations before you even start. One of the first ones has to be, how long is your project going to take? The other consideration you need to think about is, who in your business can't you do without for the whole length of the project? So you need to identify those people who are so critical to the everyday operation of your business that you cannot afford to do without them for the period of the project. Because they're the people that you need to have on the project. They are your best people and you need the best people. You don't want people who are about to retire. So this project is a nice way of giving them a job to keep them going until they go. You don't want to put people who are useless at their current job into the project. You don't want troublemakers and you don't want weak-willed people who can't persuade others of the need to do things in the best practice manner. You just need the very best people that your organisation has for your project. If you get the very best people in the organisation, you do have a chance that it might succeed. Now, one project that I worked on between 1996 and 1998 was the implementation of SAP for auditor cash systems in a large global chemical company with a very large customer base. And the purpose was to replace an outdated system that had been there for a good number of years and also to eradicate the issues around the Millennium Bug or the issues we were told that the Millennium Bug would have. The solution was to implement SAP for order to cash systems and also sales reporting where we use the SAP Sales Information System, SIS, tables. We retained the existing mainframe and core database systems. The good sides of it were it was one of the best projects I've ever worked on. It was long, it was hard work, but it was a success. And ultimately we improved the customer experience. The only real issue that we had when we went live was that we weren't able to invoice for the first couple of days because there was an interface issue with our mailing house. I'd like to compare that with SAP for order to cash systems, a project that took place in South Africa between 2005 and 2008. This was the replacement of an obsolete IT system. The previous IT system had worked on batch processing, so any errors that had been made during the day could normally be corrected during the batch processes overnight. The solution was the implementation of an existing proven global template in that business. What was good was the SAP system that we installed worked. 
The bad, however, was that although the team had some really great people on it, they didn't make up for the useless ones in the team. The business didn't want to follow global guidance. The business felt that they knew better. They didn't understand the changes needed in their business practices. They had no concept of a system such as SAP where you do something and it immediately replicates itself throughout all parts of the system. They insisted that we ran a price increase during the go-live process. Absolute madness, but amazingly, it worked. Which shows you how robust the programming we'd put in was. There were also a number of items that we had to build into the system, which they told us were legal requirements. In fact, that company was the company where the X in their name stands for exceptions. And interestingly enough, we put in one very large piece of pricing work that was a legal requirement. We promised to do it. The competition authority insists that we do it. And it has never, to this day, been used. It was an absolute waste of money and time. Further considerations are what are you going to do with the project team at the end of the project? Many businesses never plan for the future of the members of the project team and ultimately they let them go either through redundancy or because these people have worked on a successful SAP project and therefore are in demand elsewhere. If you put the right team in place at the start you will need them for your future. You will need them to help and guide you through the new world that comes with that system. So when you backfill roles, you need to make it clear to the person who is taking the backfill role that the person who held the job before will be returning. Also, don't make promises that you can't or won't deliver. I remember a guy standing up and saying, well, of course, at the end of this project, we'll all give you a good promotion. To which the comment was made, that will be a first because this company has always failed to do that in the past. You need a business control board. And the business control board has ownership of all key decisions made during the project. The business control board has to be made up of people who are trusted by the business. They must have oodles of street cred. They must trust all the team members. They must be senior enough to make the decisions stick across the whole organisation. You need a project manager, an experienced member of your organisation. This person must be respected by the business control board, must be respected by the team putting the project in, and must take ownership of the project and defend it against all criticism. If the person has a hide like a rhinoceros, it will be very helpful. And you definitely don't want a JFDI. The business team, those are the people you can't afford to do without from your everyday operation, but you have to. These are experienced, thorough, determined, persuaders, highly respected, willing, not afraid of long hours. I had a colleague who had all those attributes for a number of years, a person called Osa Hugland. You need all your AHs 
in your business team for this project, both globally and locally. You need a good IT team, bright and willing enough to understand new and complex concepts and also find ways to deliver them. They need to be experienced, they need to be thorough, determined, highly respected, willing and also not afraid of long hours. People such as this that I've worked with were Pam Bagnall and David Owens. So find your PBs and your DOs for your project IT team. These are people who want to get the job done correctly. They are not clock watchers. A large project will probably need external consultants because you're going to need more people than your company has the resources to provide. In this case, cheapest is definitely not the best. I have seen projects fail because they had the wrong consultants. You really need to get a good understanding of the strengths and weaknesses of the consultants that you are going to appoint. And in my experience, there are few really, really good consultants Three I've come across who I rate very highly are Keith Moss, Alexander Lechbant and Stefan Lippart. The KMs, the ALs and the SLs, however, are extremely rare. In my experience, most consultancy firms have a few good consultants that they'll let your project have, but expect the project to be filled with mainly average consulting staff and also a lot of school leavers or people who've just left college with their degrees, and this is where they're cutting their teeth. Your consultant needs to offer insights from their experience, their experience of working with other organisations who are putting in a similar system. They need to bring something from the world outside that you've not thought of. Remember, a good consultant will be expensive. Responsibility. You need to give your team the responsibility for making the decisions. And if you've picked the right team, they'll make the correct decisions, so you don't have to worry. There must be no definition of scope or decisions from outside your core team. Yes, people can lobby, they can ask, they can request, but they cannot define and they can't make decisions. And certainly get the team to explain their decisions to senior management right across the company. But if they support best practice, they're going to be the correct decisions. Commitment. A high level of commitment will be needed by everybody involved in the project. A high level of commitment to make the project work will be needed by everybody else in the organisation. And make sure that everybody understands that requirement from the very first day of the project. Also, the business must take responsibility for everything that the project delivers, good and bad. So your business representatives are the people who are responsible, because they are the people who define the scope. IT only works on the instructions that it has received from the business and therefore you must not be in a position where you blame IT. The success of your project depends on the team. So make sure that you appoint the right people. Back them up and never make decisions that undermine your team.
Talking Business is produced by the Mr. T Podcast Studio in association with SFRD Services Limited. Thank you for listening. The next episode will be in two weeks' time.